Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello, Achievers. This is episode 75 of the Next Level Author Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business. My name is Sasha Black, and here with me 99% of the time is... <laughs> Dan Wilcox. Yay! Now, hey, buddy. Just, just on... So we're recording a bit later um, in the day, but a day earlier, so to confuse yeah. people. So we normally record Friday mornings, and today is Thursday afternoon. And I'm starting to think maybe we should record in the afternoons because you are quite sprightly, Miss Black. Yes, well, I have had three cups of coffee. I'm running on fuck all sleep, and uh, I've hit delirium stage, I think. So, you know, that's, that's probably why. Well. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what happens, you see, when I am um, tired, I get a bit hyper and then I crash very aggressively. I'd like to see the crash. Film yeah. it, Instagram stories, <laughs> bam, Sasha yeah. just on the carpet. <laughs> so anyway, check in. How is your week? Yeah, my week's been OK. Um, it's been nice getting back to some kind of regularity with work um so for because we're approaching the end of the six weeks holiday for for my son anyway i know that um yours has kind of come back today but my my wee little kid doesn't go back until next week so i've had two weeks at the start of summer where work has been disturbed i've had a week away where i've been to lake district i had a following week where i was with my son and obviously work was um, disturbed in that sense so it's been nice having a chance to sit down and actually do stuff mm. what that did mean also was that on monday i sat down and i had uh, a phone call um well a few different calls with friends about launches and different things and very very quickly hit overwhelm like that suddenly went oh shit there's so much to do i'm starting to and that's actually a bit of my process because when you know when you come back to to work after a while off you then have to recalibrate and and check out where you were and i slammed everything on the board my board's pretty messy next to me and then felt kind of like a bit like how the hell do I do this and then over the next sort of couple of days just chipped away at some things and like it's starting to settle I'm starting to like know where to prioritize and things that I'm doing and yeah it's been it's been quite a big week because um I'll save I'll say actually I'll save that for the the thing that we've enjoyed this week but it's been it's been a very productive very good week so far um yeah no no real complaints which is quite nice just very very busy there's been there's been a lot um a lot of evenings and things going on as well so how about you how's your week been i have had the most significant roller coaster week i think i've had since the pandemic started um so for listeners who have a squeamish disposition or um, are sort of sensitive to um, unfortunate animal stories yet and tragedy, I would advise you to skip forward a minute or two. So we on Saturday, so like literally the day after we recorded, uh, we lost our cat. Unfortunately, she was killed in a hit and run um, and they left her outside our house, literally outside our house. Um, And so I will try not to be too graphic, but um, obviously we had to pick her up and uh, you know, we buried her and we had to clean the road. And 
you know, we protected my son from seeing, thank God, Mm. because he is very empathetic and very sensitive in a way that I am not. However, um, I, even I was really quite traumatized. Um, and I've been having quite a lot of flashbacks. So that's been quite hard to deal with and I've not been sleeping very well. Um, and the same for my, for my wife. So we, um, up sticks and somehow my son miracle found a room on Airbnb in Brighton. And we went off to, um, Brighton and we had a wonderful two days, like really, truly, it couldn't have been better timed. It really distracted us. We we just had fun. We had ice creams. We had hot dogs on the beach. Like we went on rides and we had silly photos and we listened to like drummers beating in in these massive gardens. And it was, you know, we went down the North Lanes. I brought, I brought, my wife brought me a new pair of Doc Martins, which absolutely <laughs> like obliterated my feet on the school run this morning. So I'm like covered in blister masters <laughs> now after like one school run um yeah so that was wonderful and then obviously we came home and our spirits dropped again um but you know as with all of these things like time does heal I think like what hurts for me and this is sort of a realization is it's not that she's gone it's the expectation that she's going to walk through or, you know, she's going to nudge my legs or she's going to, you know, sit on my desk because she used to follow me around the house. So that's, yeah, that like, uh, I'm, I'm really quite cut up about that. Um, Mm. And then like towards the end of the week, uh, I had some really good news, which I have to be a bit of a dick about and can't really talk (laughs) about. (laughs) Um, You can't both be teasing things, Sasha. I know. Well, so I'm going to, so it's not about me producing anything. It's just about um, like potential opportunities that are coming onto my desk that will expand my um... world domination. Yeah. Um, and as soon, like we are on the cusp of things being agreed. And as soon as they are agreed, I'm hoping next week I'll be able to say something. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it's a level up. It's a very fucking significant level up. And um, I'm excited and I really want to tell everyone, but also mm-hmm. I don't want to jinx it. So I'm also not yeah. telling anyone. So yeah, I've sort of done this very crazy, like <sighs> emotional roller coaster, and I'm, exhausted <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah anyways so that's me um yeah I can imagine it sounds uh lots of lots of ups and downs yeah so um level ups I know that you have a level up for me this week don't you level up uh so I've actually done a call out recently on the Facebook group for some more level ups so we can uh, go through those get a few more um, recent ones and one of the first ones that popped up was from Erin who says I have decided to go international after 12 books in German only a new name, new chance. It took me some deep thought work to make that decision. Now my first new book is on pre-order. Mm. So expansion will help speak of the world domination. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So congrats, Erin. Sounds like a really cool step in the right direction. Yeah, it is. Um, Patreon, I don't believe we have any new patrons this week, unless I'm mistaken, do we? No, can you tell everyone where no. they can they can join us? Yeah, so over on patreon.com forward slash next level authors. And you can get uh, early access to all of the episodes. You can get into our live Q&As. Um, and I believe off the top of my head, the next live Q&A will be September the 22nd. Awesome. Do you have a notice for me, darling? I do. I'm going to plug again the uh, registration for my NaNoWriMo bootcamp 
the which will be taking place from the 1st of November till the 30th, 30th of November, yeah, 30th of November. Um, and yeah, I am behind the scenes putting together all of the package and getting everything ready. At the minute, I've got a sort of um, interest sheet. So if you're interested in finding out more when it launches and securing your place, then go over to danielwilcox.com forward slash nano, N-A-N-O, contrary to what I said last week, um, because I realized I already had a page at nano rather than bootcamp. Uh, and it just makes more sense. But yeah, there'll be um, more information on that coming soon in the next sort of week or so as I cross all the T's and dot all the I's. Amazing. How about yourself? Well, in a bit of moonlighting, I'm going to promote my own Patreon only because I'm doing Silent September, sorry, um, which is just I I um, am trying to be more consistent. We were talking about this off air before um, we started and um, I am getting up and starting writing at seven and finishing at eight. And uh, yeah, if you're a patron on my Rebel Author Patreon at any level, then you can join me for that hour. It's UK time only. If it works, I may or may not continue and I may or may not do something at a different time or not. I don't know. This is entirely selfish. I am not doing this for other people's benefit. Um, and I don't mind admitting that I, what I am doing is sharing my selfishness, if that makes sense, because like... I need to be accountable and get my ass in the chair and produce words every single day. And if you would like to join me, you can. So yeah, that's my um, thing. So, Did you say the link? Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Sasha Black. Sasha. And I will say that I, I jumped in um, this morning for a little bit and it was a very bizarre experience. Like it was awesome. There were people on there obviously like getting the work in and sitting silently. But I didn't realize that like when you said silent, you meant like silent thing the entire time. I thought there would be like a little goodbye in, you know, voice at the end. But no, it was all all in the chat, nope. all silent. And yeah, the whole point is silence. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels like a good pre breeding back breeding ground for getting stuff done. So if it, if that time works for people and you're able to jump on, then get involved. Yeah, I am. Um... Yeah, it is weird it all being in silence, but I just think it prevents me from wanting to chat more because I know mm -hmm. what I'm like and I will want to do that. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've heard this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. What have you enjoyed this week? So two things. Number one, um, I announced or did the cover reveal for When Winter Comes, the collected edition, which honestly about a month ago, I didn't think would be coming out until next year. Um, like I tend to, my month ago, probably about six weeks ago, I do tend to, once I've decided I'm going to do a thing, just do it very, very quickly. And when, I can't even remember, what month we in September? So it would be middle of July. I had about 15,000 words edited of that book. And it's 140,000 words. Uh, and I should be receiving it from the proofreader today. The book's going live on 21st of September. And uh, yeah, I, I announced the cover. The cover's like, I'm so happy with it. So like, I'm, I'm really, really happy with how it came out and I'm getting lots of good feedback on social. I've had like a fair few pre-orders and things come in already. So yeah, just that that's something that I massively enjoyed this week. And also just to, you know, jump on the, the tease wagon. Um, the, so my challenge for the level up challenge for this quarter is to, um, what's the word, launch the thing. Um, and I have just noticed that in this episode to be watching on YouTube, there is a massive hint as to what the thing could be visually on camera. Um, but I have basically put in phase, not quite phase one, phase 0.5 of 
getting to launch. So um, my writers group people, the people that jump on sprints with me and join my Wilcox Writers community, they know what's going on. Uh, they're involved in sort of the process and more will be unveiled soon. But like it's it's been nice kind of unveiling some of it, at least in getting the reaction of, of some of those guys. So yeah, yeah, that's my that's my tease for this week. Amazing. Oh, I have to do a thing of the week, don't I? <laughs> um, yeah. So the thing that I've enjoyed this week is my son's reading habits. We, mm. he, he enjoys um, <clears throat> these books called Bad Guys. Um, and they're very much like the 13 story treehouse. So sort of cartoony, but black and white, all line drawing cartoons with like, wording they're like comic books but made into books rather than like the graphic novel style I don't know what pilgrim is but um (laughs) anyway and he we got two of these books which have two episodes in each from Waterstones recently and he's read them and read them and has begged me to get the other one so I I spent you know like 25 quid or whatever it was to get several of these books I think it was three of the books plus like a single and um <clears throat> they arrived <laughs> and he promptly vanished and I was like where the fuck is he gone and um I was like calling him and he was like no I'm reading and I was like I literally what? don't know what to say I was like wait a minute like I need to scold you but also no I will not like uh-huh. and um he he literally like had his face plastered into these things and like took them in the car all on the way to taekwondo and then like would brandish one when he finished it and um like he spent all morning reading this morning in his breakfast like whilst he was meant to be eating breakfast and I'm like could you just eat breakfast and he's like I'm reading <laughs> and I'm like that is my Achilles heel I cannot say mm-hmm. anything to that <laughs> and um yeah like I just when I see him enjoying stories it fills me with joy and happiness and like I don't know and then when I hear him gasp because there's like a plot twist or whatever I'm just like it fills me with yeah just unadulterated joy and uh so yeah that I've been enjoying watching him read this week yeah I'll jump on that as well because um I managed to find because my son's heavily into Minecraft at the minute and uh, I found a series of books that were free on Kindle Unlimited that were Minecraft chapter books. And he was kind of in that transition of going from heavily pictured books into more chapter books. And I downloaded it on my tablet and he started reading through it. And pretty much every time he's over at my house now, he asks for my Kindle so he can read the book. So like, Who are they by? Because I, I wonder if they're the same ones. The series up. is called Dave the Villager. Oh. Um. I'm not sure who the author is, but like they're long books as well. He's he's on like chapter 13 and he, well, because it's like a box set. He's like 12% of the way through the book. Mm. So, yeah. And it's yeah, it, it's just really nice seeing your kids actually enjoy reading. It is. It is. All right. Unsurprising. We're both yeah, authors. I, I, <laughs> yeah. OK, weekly <laughs> confessional. Um, Sasha will do Silent September. I did. And prep for kiddos school changes. I did that, too. Thank goodness. Dan will open nano registration and finalizes finalize launches for the thing. Done and done. So the done. yeah, the Look nano registrations are live people already registering um, their interest. And then my launch is pretty much everything's good to go for when winter comes. And then I've got another launch um, for the anthology I've co-edited with Julie Heiner. 
and everything with that is on the way booked scheduled planned like smooth sailing fingers crossed we'll see there's always something that i forget but for the most part what's what's one thing that i haven't enjoyed this week my beard that can fuck off (laughs) (laughs) amazing amazing yeah yeah just sort of throw that one in like it is you are looking very fucking beardy a bit disheveled if i'm honest the light actually takes some away from it but yeah it's it's i was saying to some people earlier this morning like there's nothing that i enjoy about the beard like it's not I know that I've got it for a little bit longer, so I'm not at the point where like, I want to tear it out, but they're like, wash it. Like, it's just a different type of hair. So trying to like wash it and everything, it just doesn't feel nice. Like, Isn't it no... just like facial pubes? Pretty much. <laughs> Thick, coarse pubes. <laughs> Face pubes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, oh, it's... And I meant no offence to anybody who has face pubes. Like, it's totally fine. <laughs> like, I might, I and actually... no offence to anyone who has a beard. Yeah, no, I, I am being facetious. I am. Um, I, I thought actually, you were going to say I actually have a pube on my face. <laughs> no, ew, no. I am. Um, I'm actually fascinated by beard art and like these people who have these yes. wonderfully excessive beards and they're like able to make all these shapes and stuff. I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah, so I really was joking it. for anybody who has a beard. Um, <laughs> okay, comments, please. Comments. So episode 74, describe your perfect working day. Uh, Eden over on our Patreon said, my ideal working day would essentially be what I did during furlough last year. Get up at 6.30, be in my writing throne by 7. Write, research, edit, doing the mental heavy lifting of the day until about lunchtime. Have a nap and a cycle, ideally not at the same time. Then writing sprint with a group until 6 to 7 p.m. That's a long old day, but I'm I'm on board with it. Mm. Uh, Carrie over on Facebook said, my perfect writing day is a day with no internet issues because I join and host a lot of writing live streams on YouTube and Twitch. There are a lot of authors that do that. I'm not, I'm not all that familiar with that crowd of um, joining those kind of streams, but something that I keep seeing, I might, I might check out at some point. Caitlin says the only perfect working days I've ever experienced have been at the Highlights Foundation in PA, which is, is that Pennsylvania? Mm-hmm. You live in cabins in the woods and all meals are taken care of for you. Three a day plus happy hour and 24 hour snacks. There's no television and spotty Wi-Fi. So all I did over those days was create and I was incredibly productive and inspired. As a mum and primary caregiver to a child under seven, a chronically ill senior dog and managing the household while the husband runs a business and takes classes for an advanced degree. A place like this is equal to heaven on earth for this writer. No distractions and no responsibilities. And I'm going back in November. Can't wait. That does sound like bliss. And mm-hmm. I actually did. Um, I think it was on Facebook that Caitlin shared the link for that place. So people who want to check that out. And then the last one we'll do from CJ, who says no interruptions, meals provided and a hot shower available. I recommend you look at Caitlin's writer's retreat (laughs) yeah there really is something about having your meals provided that makes for a good day that's why I quite like fasting because I just don't eat so I don't have to think about (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's nice to have that mental clearing of the deck especially when obviously your life is as busy as as Caitlin does to not have Mm. to worry about anything and have those decisions just in the back back of your mind I yeah I get that Alrighty, so thank you to everyone who um, comments each week. And um, so on to the question of the week. So I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you two options for how you answer this. So you can either answer it now, as in what you're or doing three now, weeks time. Okay. or you can answer it if you plan on making changes, or if you are in the process of making changes, or if you're, if you know you're going to do something different in the future so the Uh question is how do you use social media to boost your business 
Hmm. Okay. So as it is at the minute, most of my social promotion and things that I work on goes through my Instagram. My Instagram is kind of my primary outfacing tool for promoting myself, my business, the things that I'm working on. It's the platform that I enjoy the most in terms of its versatility and its sort of visual component because I'm a very visually led person. Um, I, I enjoy the groups and the communities and things on there. And like, for me, it's just really, really easy to engage. And it's not too cluttered. I am on Facebook. Um, I am involved in a few groups. I've got some pages and, and, and bits and pieces, but I don't find the same level of engagement too much on Facebook. Obviously we've got the NLA Facebook works very well. Um, like we get a lot of engagement from there and a lot of people join that. Um, but for other things, I don't really have too much of a, personal presence on facebook i do have a horror group for for horror writers which is um quite strong but again the engagement's not quite the same as if it's a bit more of a, a cultivated group mm. um so that's that's kind of social where i'm at the minute my, my main platforms for promoting things or my main platform is instagram and then i do throw up a lot of stuff onto facebook just as like an ancillary put stuff out there um how that's changing i guess and and the sort of path that i'm looking at going so instagram is going to remain a core component for now i'm keeping an eye on tiktok um which may or may not be a smart move because if anything gets to the point where i'm like oh i need to be on this platform i feel like it's already too late at that point and that it'll just be totally saturated um but I am so I because I'm expanding my coaching in terms of uh, the stuff that I offer and because I've been speaking to quite a few different coaches and how to reach new people. One of the big things I have seen floating around a lot is um, the use of Facebook groups, because for people who are unfamiliar, Facebook pages basically used to be fantastic in getting news out, in getting new followers. Um, it was kind of great for businesses to be to have a Facebook page and to be promoting and getting this stuff out there. And then in the sort of pay-to-play transition where facebook really started drilling down on its advertising uh, facebook pages basically got nuked because i think facebook kind of recognized that organic growth is best put towards more organic uh features so groups were a lot more it was a lot easier to engage on groups because they're more specifically for people to like people are in them because they want to know more about other people whereas business pages and things are less i don't know it's, it, 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 they just basically got slashed massively um so what i have seen a lot of is people who are creating open facebook groups specifically open groups to um invite more people in to get to know more people to act almost like the top of your marketing funnel where it's just a free thing that people can jump into see what's going on um and then what a lot of people are also doing is they then sort of run challenges do q a's and things for an open facebook group because what then happens is that if anyone within that group wants to share that content you can share it outside of the Facebook group and then more people will be aware and you reach more people organically as opposed to in a closed Facebook group in which you can't share outside the group because obviously it's a private Facebook group. It's designed to keep the content inside. So social media wise with my coaching and my nonfiction stuff, that's kind of a bit more of the approach I'm going to go down. Like I'm going to build more of a um, sort of Facebook group and look at expanding that. Uh, Instagram, again, I don't know, like, Instagram, I, I feel, has reached maturity. It's like definitely at a point in which it's doing the things it can do. And I don't know 
if soon it will start going on a bit of a decline or whether they'll make kind of like a, a, any desperate changes and, and ruin the platform. But at the minute, it seems stable and I'm, I'm happy using that again because it's the visual content. Um, Twitter, I don't care about. I, I don't. I'm on there. I've got like a few hundred followers. Occasionally, I'll get tagged in things and I'll, I'll retweet and things. But I just, I, Twitter has just no significance for me. I have no interest in building myself on there. And I mean, a lot of, because I used to be on like Wattpad as well. I used to be on LinkedIn. I used to be on um, Snapchat. Like I've, I've experimented a lot with lots of different platforms. And I know that we've said in Q&As that we've been in when it comes to sort of social media, go with the, like start with one that you can get strong at and then move on to the next one. People don't need to be on every single platform because if you're on every platform, but you're doing them poorly, there's no point. You might as well be on one and do it very, very well. And you can do it very, very well. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my strategy. But one big thing that I have put in place in the last few months, and obviously people who listen to this show regularly know, I do now have a VA that helps me out with my social media because I was very inconsistent with it because when it comes to what I want to prioritise, it's, you know, networking sort of with more <laughs> social media is networking, but like networking sort of, uh, more strong connections with like video calls and things and creating work and trying to look more into um, marketing with like paid ads and things. I, I just was very, very inconsistent with my social media. And obviously if you're going to make some kind of presence on social media, consistency needs to in some way play. Um, it's the only way that people are going to remember you on, on your feed and click on your stuff and like you and keep seeing more of you. So I did employ uh, a virtual assistant who's been helping me out massively with my content. I've got a lot more video stuff going out because video is a lot more engaging and I feel like it definitely spreads my message a bit more strongly, gives people a bit more of a, a faster overview of who I am and you know what I'm about rather than sort of like static pictures and stuff. So I've got a lot more video content going out. That's all scheduled. And I've now got a point once a week where I sit down with my VA and we go through the calendar of what's coming up. We plan all the content and that's a really useful exercise for me as well, because it means that I then force myself to sit down and be more aware of what I've got going on because I'm, again, people who listen to this show know I'm very good at just getting my head down grinding and not looking up and remembering certain things. I'll just get really stuck into a task. So it's acted as a really good timestamp in the week to go what's going on and to keep me aware of upcoming things. So yeah, um, I think that's, that's the biggest change for me is that I am exploring Facebook groups and how to maximize organic reach to get more people um, aware of sort of my coaching and things. But for me, Instagram is my, is my way ahead. I know we've got a few people with um, the NLA Patreon who are doing very well on TikTok and it'll be very interesting to hear their perspective, but does that, did that answer in the way that you kind of. Yeah. Expected? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was, well, I was just wanted to know what your answer would be. I, I have had a summer of thinking thoughts and I think <laughs> yes. that has, um, <clears throat> along with all the study I've done, Becca's conference and um, like getting two weeks off that weren't really two weeks and then having the weekend in Brighton and just all of this stuff, I've been thinking things and I've seen a lot of conversations between authors because of what happened with TikTok and that um, author whose name has gone out of my head. 
whose book went mental and went to the top of the Amazon charts because it went mental on TikTok. Everyone's asking, you know, what should you be doing on on social media? How do you use it? And I think we're asking the wrong questions. I have never trend chased with social media. Mm -hmm. And of course, that is one method. So I'm not discounting people who chase trends, be they writing to market or social media or otherwise. If you don't want to chase trends, then I think you're asking the wrong question. Like for me, social media is about attraction marketing. And a bit like what you were saying in terms of like the funnel. Mm -hmm. But people often find themselves saying, oh, which social media channel should you use? Now, as you were saying about maturity, the vast majority of social media channels now have enough people on them that you'll be able to find an audience, right? So rather than saying which social media channel should I use, ask yourself which social media channel you enjoy the best, because there are quite literally billions of people on each social media channel now, or at least like mm-hmm. 500 million, you're going to find an audience on them. So that's the first thing. And the second thing for me is that, you know, everyone's like, oh, I don't know how to measure social media. And like measurement for me as a competitive person is a really, really key, really important. But I kind of feel differently about social media because for me, social media is about community building. It is not necessarily about directly measuring sales in the way that advertising is so um, I have been thinking about how I can create community with my fiction that's that's the first thing I've been thinking about and the second thing I've been thinking about is how I can create more community with my non-fiction and more than that how can where do I want that community to be? Because I have the Facebook group. I have, you know, an Instagram. I've got my newsletter. I've got a Patreon. I've got my podcast. And I think, I, I think, you know, like you, I got rid of Twitter. I've, I don't know. I've got like 7,000 followers on there, but they're just, you don't get any returns. I don't enjoy the type of interaction that I get there. So I just don't use it other than it being like a, information feed um but yeah I think it's about community building that is what social media is about and so you can't measure it in the same way that you can measure clicks to conversions into sales um and so where was I going with this yeah so I have been thinking about the people whose content I consume. What is it I'm consuming? And why do I consume some people's content more than others? And what type of content is it? Because I think a lot of us have these questions about what kind of content should we put on social media? And there's there's a little bit around, okay, you need to promote the things that you're launching. But like, if I look at what I did on Instagram from this last launch... I can't genuinely say that the videos I created or the posts that I put out had any effect on my launch at all. 
what did have an effect was the fucking Instagram challenge. Like I put out the Instagram author challenge and I literally had like 300 extra followers overnight. And it's because it created community and it enabled people to talk to each other who were doing the challenge. The one thing I didn't do, which I should have done, is attach a hashtag to it. So that's a lesson learned for me. Attach a hashtag to the thing that you're doing because then people can check what other people are doing easier than whatever it is that I'm sharing. Anyway, the one person's content who I consume everything of is Becca Sign. And I don't want to follow her model because she's got a very niche thing on a, on a topic that that isn't what I want to do but what I do want to do is deconstruct what she's doing and why it's so attractive mm-hmm. to me and yeah I don't know so like I'm just having these thoughts and these feelings about not feelings I don't have feelings um I just, <laughs> I just like yeah I I'm I'm thinking deeply about community what community is and how you build it and where you locate it because if I think about how I view community as effective I feel like my Facebook group has lost some effectiveness and I don't know if it's because the size grew so quickly over the last year yeah it's always gonna be a factor yeah yeah or or what but yeah, I don't, and I don't know because it's also hard to to measure that. You don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so I don't know that I have. In terms of how I use it, I put content out like, and and with my Instagram, I try to be very personable and like, here's me drinking more coffee, and here's a picture of my mm. old cat or whatever, you know, um, to show those bits about me. But you know, and then I and then I put launch stuff out there and I share tips and things like this. So, but those are really. They're just, they're just the, what are the, what's it called? They're they're the shit that you put out. Like, and I really don't feel like that is the point. I feel like the point is community. And I'm not sure I have a a really solid answer for anybody listening, but I'm hoping that Mm -hmm. by me questioning and me showing you where my thinking is going, like maybe that will help you churn up thoughts. And there was one other thing that I was going to say, um, no, it's gone. My brain has gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, community is definitely is what is supposed to be social media. Do you know what I mean? Like you go on there to be social, to be part of groups. And the people who I identify with the most on social media, the people whose content tends to appear in my feed the most, are the people who, you know, in my head I'm responding to. I feel like by looking at the content, I am involved in a group that shares the same sort of messages. Um, so, and I mean, there are so many different ways we can go with this. this so, but so this is measuring- just hang on, because let's pause here, because this is the problem that I have with social media. Like, if I can explain it in terms of relator circles or like concentric circles, right? Um, I really feel like the type of interaction you get on social media is surface level, yes. right? Like Instagram is so outer outer sphere. That is not your community. Yes, you no. can build a community on Instagram, but it's not your community as an author or a business owner. Like the next circle in, maybe it's a group on Facebook because, you know, it's slightly more interaction, slightly closer. But it's, you know, really your community are the people who are in your Patreon and in your Slack and the people who are interacting like with you. But then 
I disagree with myself because there are people on Patreon who are just there to support. They're still your community, even if they don't want to interact with you or they don't feel the need to. Like, you know, so there are these, I don't know. I just feel like we look at social media wrong because it's so disconnected. It's it's not real, you know, and it's only when you pull people into like whatever is the closest funnel that you're comfortable allowing that is really your community so community is smaller than we think it is i think yeah well i found that like massively like i said i've got a facebook group that's got about 450 horror writers in there and the engagement isn't great it's a very sort of um, open forum for people to chat like we try and simulate conversation around specifically writing within horror because a lot of the groups tend to just promote horror books but then in that, there's no real sort of quality conversation. Whereas I also have a Slack group, which has about, I think, 12 horror writers. We've got like a little sort of horror mastermind. And that's a lot more engaged and a lot more specific. And you feel like you're actually like a part of the group and people are responding and stuff, which is good. Um, I think uh, you, you're right. Social media isn't, or like depending on the social media platform, but platforms like uh, TikTok and Instagram, they're not built for quality conversation or community they're good for like generating conversation sometimes and and, you know growing your audience and stuff and it's supposed to be you have most people now you'll have seven touch points before they even consider buying or taking another action with you so this is a really difficult thing about looking at where your advertising dollars are being spent well or where your marketing time is being spent well because someone might see a sasha black post on instagram then they might, you know, see you on someone else's feed. Then they might, you know, hear a sample of the anime episode. They might go on Amazon and you might flash up. And there are so many different touch points where, you know, social media works with its algorithms to kind of like hone people on you. Um, but it's not until that seventh one that you really start taking action. So you don't really know what the most effective one was. It just has, that's why I'm just putting out consistent content now. So people yeah. see me more often. They are much more aware of like what I'm doing with consistency before they then maybe think, Oh, he's something I should check out on. Um, and what I would recommend to people is a very, very useful resource is um, there is the race funnel in marketing, which is when I'm talking about funnels, it's like the top wider part of your funnel where people hear who you are is called it's, it's race because it's reach acquisition, conversion and engagement. So reach is obviously how do you reach the widest audience and get them somewhat aware of your message acquisition is sort of the next level of engagement conversion is okay they're fans of yours um and then engagement or sometimes called advocacy is the part where people are then championing you so you have all these different levels and the really difficult thing about that is we as authors and as entrepreneurs and as you know creatives have to manage each of those levels and keep on top of them yeah but see i think that last level is the community that's the bit when people then become the champions yeah and um, but the, but the thing is, like, that is what that woman whose book went nuts on TikTok. That's what happened. Yes. It wasn't her. And this is why people no. keep getting distracted by these different social media channels. It wasn't her. It wasn't her content. What happened is it, it got picked up by a load of different book reviewers and book talkers or whatever the fuck they're called. And <laughs> they were promoting her book. It was yes. her community that promoted her book that made it go nuts and so I just Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know I just I'm I am planning I feel like this is a bit of deja vu because I intended to do this last year or two years ago I think but then pandemic 
Um, and I'm just shifting a little bit in terms of what I do next year. Um, pardon me, my goal is still produce more, like that is my goal now. And so I'm coming back to where I was trying to be a year ago or two years ago, whenever it was. So yeah, and I just, I don't know, I'm just, I'm, I'm in deep thought, darling, deep thought. Okay. I like it. Read, you probably already read this, but another resource for listeners, Kevin Kelly's 1000 True Fans. Yeah. It's um, an online essay that kind of speaks to the power of super fans. Yeah, yeah. Okay, how are we levelling up our business this week? You go first. You're planned. I haven't. Okay, so <laughs> I, and I'm being very careful with the wording. I am going to work on finishing the audiobook. I am very close to done. Very, very close to done. Uh, so fingers mm. crossed. Um, I'm going to continue reading Rebel Stories. I'm going to start planning October and 2022 content. I'm going to record a presentation. I'm going big this week. And I'm going to continue Silent September. Yes, girl. Love it. Um, Barring any life crises on the Silent September, because I just need that caveat in there. <laughs> yeah. I am 20,000 words of ghostwritten work. I am in the process where I, I basically should be receiving the final files for when winter comes today. So I'll be sorting out the final covers and uploading the paperback and hardback to platforms. And I think yes. So 20k will, ghost written words, putting yeah. the final covers for when winter comes, paperback and ebook. I will up. put an asterisk on that proofreader dependent. It should be back today. But obviously, if I don't get it back by next Friday, number one, that's a huge issue for me. Uh, but number two, I can't really do that without that. Um, yes. Okay. And <laughs> a thing with the thing that I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's going to be like a massive disappointment when it comes to life, but it's just, I'm, I'm just not ready to like, I'm so, I'm very close to it going public because it has to before the end of September. So let me just clarify 20K ghostwritten. You're going mm -hmm. to put final cover changes for when winter comes, upload yes. the paperback and ebook post proof, and then paperback thing with the thing. Back. Sorry, paperback. And, and the back. thing with the thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. <laughs> Awesome. All right. So audience question of the week then is um, how do you use social media in your business? I'm going to say 75 episodes to do an episode on social media. I know. Well, I was convinced that we'd done one. So I'm really glad that we no. haven't. I didn't have to spontaneously come up with a new question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alrighty then. And we will see you next week. Bye. Zibai. Bye. Bye. Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become Next Level Authors. Hello, oh, you mother fuck. <laughs> 
I was doing so fucking well. <laughs> I was so when... impressed. I was doing wow. so well. So you literally well. had to start a pistol and then you just flopped. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. <laughs> oh, I what episode so number are we? I don't fucking know. Let 75. Me... <sighs> like, why is it so hard for me to remember this detail? <laughs> <laughs>